0: Hello and welcome to the Bigger Than Us podcast. I'm your host, Raj Daniels, and today I'd like to welcome Laura Cottingham to the show. Laura is the Chief of Staff of the Administration and Regulatory Affairs Department and the Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Houston. In addition to leading the Mayor's Sustainability Office, Laura is the public face of ARA in the media as well as before City Council industry stakeholders, and customers. Prior to joining the City of Houston, Laura was a member of hill Knowlton Strategies Houston office, providing strategic counsel in sustainability and social responsibility issues for a broad range of clients across the energy sector. Laura, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Raj. Thanks so much. I'm doing pretty well.
0: Laura, I know you're the Chief Sustainability Officer of Houston, but is that where you are right now?
1: That is where I am right now, yes.
0: How's the weather down there?
1: It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Today, not really a cloud in the sky. I'm looking out my window. Uh, We still don't have um, a ton of traffic here in Houston, which is exciting from a lot of sustainability perspective, but uh, a little bit just Crazy from a everything else in our life perspective, right? We're trying to get back to normal, see what the new normal uh, looks like for us in the future. So, I uh, I hope you're doing well, all things considered.
0: I am, thank you. So, you mentioned sustainability. Can you share a little bit about your current endeavor?
1: Absolutely. So, as you mentioned, I am the Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Houston. Um, I oversee Our office, if you go to our website, greenhoustontx.gov, you can learn more about all of the things that we do. But we function as an internal sustainability consulting team for the city of Houston. We are the fourth largest city in the United States. We are the energy capital of the world. Um, As we like to say here in Houston, we are a huge city in terms of we are geographically large. We have a large population and we are very, we are not very dense. And so we have a lot of very energy intensive use and activity in our city. And uh, my office looks at the city itself as a municipality and municipal operations how can we make our operations more efficient, how can we use less energy, how can we reduce our greenhouse gas emissions so that we don't contribute to climate change. Is a huge issue here in Houston, obviously, after uh, Hurricane Harvey and the series of very serious floods we've had. Um, And for the first time ever with the release of the Houston Climate Action Plan, we're not only looking at sustainability and efficiency measures for municipal operations, but we're really looking at the community as a whole. What can we do to make Houston? And that means uh, me, my neighbors, my office, your office, um, as well as the folks who are driving from Florida going to California and happen to be on I-10 in the middle of the city of Houston. What can we do to make all of these operations uh, low emission?
0: It sounds really interesting. You know, I like to kick my show off by asking my guest something interesting about themselves, but I think it's fascinating that you're the Chief Sustainability Officer of such a large city. What does a day in the life of a Chief Sustainability Officer look like?
1: No two days look the same. And that is why I love working for government and I've worked at the uh, congressional level. I've worked on political campaigns at the state level and I work now at the municipal level. And I have to say that, um, you know, apart from really exciting events like the State of the Union and inauguration, uh, working at the city of Houston is just the most exciting and most meaningful Uh, position that I have ever had. And it really makes you feel like you're making a difference and that you're part of something that is not only bigger than you, but you have, you have a direct impact in people's lives and that we are trying to make a difference. We're trying to make things better for the people in our community, our friends and families and neighbors. um, But then also in Houston you know, we have an opportunity. Maybe we can help make things better for cities all over the place.
0: So you mentioned the climate plan earlier. Can you share some of the ideas and initiatives that are in the plan?
1: Absolutely. Um, so again, I, I welcome anyone that wants to go to our website. Again, it's greenhoustontx.gov, and you can download the plan. Uh, we also have some Uh, video and materials if you want to learn about how it was put together, but essentially the Climate Action Plan uh, is like a math equation for reducing emissions in the city of Houston. And First, you have to calculate all of the emissions that are generated within one year, which itself is not easy to do in a city as big as Houston. But then once you know all of the emissions and where they come from, you look at the potential variables and the, the levers and tools that a city has to try and reduce them. Now, in some ways, all cities are the same. We all have buildings. We all have roads. We all generate waste. We all use uh, electricity. But no city is exactly like another. It's, it's not a cookie cutter approach. There's not a one size fits all solution. And so the Climate Action Plan really looks at the best practices of cities all over the country and, and tries to make them fit and be tailor-made to the unique, uh, diverse culture that we have here. in it focuses on four key areas, buildings, uh, transportation, waste and materials management, and the energy transition, because those are the, the four areas where greenhouse gas emissions are generated within the city.
0: So, you mentioned Houston being the energy capital of the world. What are some of the challenges that you think from the conversations you've had in implementing such a large plan?
1: So, I mean, everyone, anyone who has put a plan together, who's been in this situation, it doesn't matter what the plan covers, right? Um, your biggest fear is that the plan is one of those plans that. It gets printed and it just sits on the shelf, right? And so we worked really uh, closely with stakeholders, with our city departments, with the mayor's office, with energy companies, uh, with academics, with subject matter experts to make sure that the plan was a good combination of ambitious and actionable because. We all have, for the most part, the same kind of lofty goals. Um, cities all across the country and all across the world have committed to the Paris Agreement. And so that sets one unified goal of what where we want to go. Uh, but if you set your goal so high and you're shooting for the end target and you don't have um, near-term and sort of immediate, even if they're quick wins, it's really hard to build momentum and support and buy-in from the community. As you can imagine, um, Houston, the self-proclaimed and, and proud energy capital of the world, uh, talking about climate change, talking about our role in climate change, it has is a new, a relatively new conversation that we're having, and um, it has definitely taken off within the past few years, um, definitely after Harvey, and I have seen such incredible forward momentum just in the past several months, uh, pre-COVID, obviously that presents its own challenge, but um, a real movement and uh, coordination within businesses in Houston, all trying to accept the idea of the energy transition and Houston's role in leading that on the global level. So um, those are all challenges to implementing because Houston has uh, the same issues that really any city has, again, with those buildings and the cars on the roads and uh, picking up trash. But we also have this added layer of being the energy capital of the world. And so when you talk about climate change at a global level, you talk about balancing this global uh, increase in providing energy, clean energy to an exponentially growing global population, but also at the same time, we're m- reducing our emissions. Um, the companies that are here in Houston play a huge role in that. And so our climate action plan covers both of those um, strategies and actions. Some, the city has a lot more to do on, a, on an operational and a day-to-day basis uh, than others. So we can talk about building code, right? We can talk about putting in sidewalks and bike lanes, and we can talk about rerouting municipal trash pickup. But when we start talking about um, implementing renewable energy and carbon capture systems all across the planet, and that's something that we have to really look to our industry partners to take the lead.
0: So I appreciate you sharing that. You mentioned the four focus areas, transportation, energy transition, building optimization, and material management. Now, it's just you and I on the call. Which one's your favorite?
1: So that, it it has changed over time, and I imagine it will probably keep changing. When we started this, my favorite was transportation. And I'm not sure why, other than I thought that because 47% of Houston's greenhouse gas emissions come from transportation, that that's a, a relatively large percentage. It's larger than some cities. If you think about cities like Boston and New York and Chicago, um, those are older cities. They have a transit system that was built earlier on. They're also a lot more dense, so they have a higher number of uh, residents who use transit or walk or cycle or or don't have a car. So Houston doesn't have that, right? We are a younger city. We grew up in the great highway era and we are a car city. Uh, Houstonians love their cars. I I gravitated towards transportation first because that seemed to me like the biggest area of opportunity. That if you talk about vehicle electrification, and that is a huge opportunity for city. And you could get a huge and and fairly immediate air quality improvement. Um, As cities all across the world are seeing right now, um, when you stop having as much traffic on your roads, you see uh, immediate air quality changes. We also focus a lot about how do we get Houstonians just out of cars and into something else, right? Is it bikes, buses, scooters, um, walking, any possible multimodal form of transportation is on the table um, for discussion, and then really focusing in on how you make any transit and transportation system, be it electric or not, and safe and equitable. Because if your systems aren't safe, and if they're not accessible by your entire community, they're not going to be a success. So I still love transportation. And I, as I'm saying this right now, I think that may still be my favorite. But I will say that as a result of going through the planning process I really 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 came to see the opportunity around energy transition and the role that Houston has to play on a global level but also the role and the potential of the energy transition to the sustainability of Houston from an environmental perspective but also from an economic perspective. I think we're at a really interesting point in time where technology is changing rapidly, and where um, the energy industry is changing rapidly, and Houston uh, has a huge opportunity ahead of us. And the Climate Action Plan is one strategy to see how we can move forward.
0: I appreciate (laughs) you sharing that. Now, the crux of our conversation is the why behind what you do. You know, what drives you? What's your What's your passion? What keeps you coming back to work every single day? So I'd really appreciate if you could share your why.
1: My why? What keeps me coming back to work every day? I am so I would say that working for the city of Houston, working at the city level, the municipal level, is just incredibly exciting and interesting and diverse and every day is different. There is never a dull moment. Um, so maybe there's a little like ADD in there. I I was never one of those kids who knew exactly what I wanted to do when I grew up. I still don't, right? And working in government, I think anywhere lets you have that ability to um, really diversify what you work on. That depending on the issue at hand, you work on a lot of different things. So uh, I'm talking to you about climate change and sustainability, but at the same time, we're working on addressing the the global pandemic and the one of the largest health and economic crises, and hopefully we will ever experience. And, you know, not too long ago, we were working on um, Hurricane Harvey, and we have worked on Having the Super Bowl and the World Series, and you know, just like incredible opportunities of things that happen that keep you um, excited and never getting stale or, or stuck in a rut, and um, so that to me is is a big part of it because I couldn't imagine myself just doing the same thing um, forever. But also, it's that feeling that working in city government, and especially here at the City of Houston is the real impact you have on people. So if you work for government, if you consider yourself a public servant, and part of it is like, you're, you're trying to make the world a better place. You're trying to help people and you're, you're trying to get your organization, your community to move forward. And so in Houston, um, we are such a great city. We have such opportunity. We have such uh, incredible and diverse community, but we also have a lot of challenges, right? So um, climate change is front and center here, and to have the opportunity to work on that here, um, I work with a network of colleagues in cities all across the world, and to see the role that Houston plays, to be able to not only help our communities, but be part of this kind of global community that's working on this issue, is really just an incredible opportunity.
0: Have you always had?
1: So I would, I actually think, and um, I didn't realize this at the time, but I think part of it comes from the fact that I was born and I grew up in Hawaii, and it is a beautiful place. And I did not appreciate it enough when I was there. But one of the really interesting things that happens when you grow up on a rock in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right? It's the the most isolated point on the planet. You really understand and you see how um, important resource conservation is when everything has to be shipped in or flown in or grown locally. Right. When you have a you have finite resources, you have a finite amount of land, you have to work and live and uh, cohabitate with the other people in your community. That is very different than what you have here in Houston and in Texas, where we, the culture here kind of grew up in that like Wild West mentality, uh, manifest destiny. And one of the reasons that we have sprawl, as people call it, is because the city has room to grow. And not everywhere has that. And so I asked myself your same question. And I look back to I just, I grew up in a place where you looked at things through a different lens. And while the two are very different, doesn't mean you can't take uh, things from one and apply it to the other. And you're seeing that happen in Houston uh, more and more every day as the community as a whole kind of grows up. And the Houstonians after Harvey um, are starting to say and rethink some of the status quo, some of the things we've always done. do we need to just keep building larger and larger highways? Uh, when we build new developments, are we building them in a sustainable and resilient way? Are we building them in a way that's gonna have an accidental impact on another community that leads to more flooding, um, that leads to urban heat, right? We're starting to take all of these things in a little bit more.
0: Thank you for sharing that. So. What are some of the most interesting things that you've learned on your journey as the Chief Sustainability Officer?
1: I would say that uh, negotiation is the most important skill you possibly could have. that um, you understanding how the energy industry works is exceedingly important to probably do anything in Houston because that's such a part of our culture and our economy. Um, but being able to take folks from complete opposite ends of the spectrum who would seem, be seemingly diametrically opposed to each other and say, I want you guys to sit in a room and I want you to work out a solution that fits our community. And we won't move forward unless we have something that each of you can sign on to. To me, that was the biggest thing that I had to learn And it was very different than what other cities have had to do. I know the grass is always greener. And so I'm sure if you talk to other cities, they will tell you that something we did was really easy. But to me, it seems like it would be easier in some cities where you're a little bit more uh, smaller, where you have less diverse industry, um, maybe where you have less industry, right? Um, Some places, if you look at California, they have a lot of things that are um, helping cities, funding cities, sometimes mandating cities to take the action that we're doing here. And we don't have that state mandate or funding. So we have to kind of find a way to reinvent the wheel in a way that fits Houston and MacGyver it sometimes if you have to. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be able to uh, bring different parties together together to get them to reach a consensus.
0: Sounds like you had some really long meetings.
1: So many meetings, so, so, so many meetings. But I mean, I made friends from parts of the community uh, that I didn't even know existed, from companies, uh, and just, it's incredible how the folks came forward to work with us and devoted so much of their time and their energy and effort And even though, you know, it says the city of Houston, it's got the city seal on it. This, the climate action plan was not something that we just completely made ourselves. Um, It was uh, at this point about a year and a half of work. If it had just been my team, we could have maybe written it in like two weeks, right? Just lock yourself in and get it done. Um, But this was a community and stakeholder driven effort. And that's why it turned out so well. And I am so incredibly in awe and grateful for the support from the community. We had working groups, and they spent hours and hours and hours going over the emissions data, going over the scenarios, and going over policies from other cities saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Oh, that won't work. Oh, this will. That was just an, an incredible opportunity.
0: It sounds like an exciting time. And I look forward to seeing your plan go into action. I have two more questions for you. One is a question that I usually start the show with, but I wanted to jump right into your sustainability officer. The question is, if you were asked to share something interesting about yourself, what would it be? And you can't share Hawaii again.
1: Something interesting about myself?
0: hmm Hmm.
1: I would say that since it is May the 4th, um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I am wearing my Star Wars shirt today, and uh, there may be a Star Wars mask-making effort in the works right now. That's uh, interesting and super dorky. I also, fun unknown fact, is I worked on a reality show when I was in working in D.C. on the Hill called Freshman Year. It's probably nowhere to be found, but um, gave me a whole new perspective of media and what it's like to produce and film and edit a show.
0: That is really interesting. So the last question I have is, if you could share some advice or words of wisdom with the audience, what would it be?
1: In terms of climate change, in terms of the Houston Climate Action Plan, the real, the important thing to remember is that climate change is a global challenge. And it will require a global solution. Now, what that means is everyone has to do their part. And um, it's easy to say that if we don't have one set of rules that every single country, every single state, every single city follows, then we shouldn't do anything. And that is absolutely opposite. Um, and we're never going to have one set of rules that everyone follows. Um, and that's okay. That I want everyone to know, and I hope what comes across in the Houston Climate Action Plan is that everyone has a role to play. And what is most important is that we all start doing as much as we can, as fast as we can. we know that plans change, right? The, The Climate Action Plan is not meant to be set in stone. It's meant to be a living document. We know technology is gonna change. We are living in an iPhone 11 world. Uh, we were just in an iPhone 6, right? And um, think what it will be like when we're at the iPhone 16. Um, things are gonna change, hopefully in the right direction. So what we have to do is hold each other, hold our cities, our states, our governments, our businesses, our industry accountable and say, are you, are you doing what you said you would do? Right? Commitments are important, but acting on those commitments is equally important are you doing as much as you can and are you doing it as fast as possible
0: i really appreciate <laughs> sharing that lara and i've so enjoyed speaking with you is there anything that we have not explored that you'd like to talk about or share before we go
1: i think that uh covers everything i would extend an invitation to anyone who is listening if you are in houston or if you are outside of houston but you want to partner with us i um, please go to our website, it's greenhoustontx.gov, and sign up. We're going to go through the same stakeholder engagement process that we did to create the plan on implementing it. And we're going to need as many partners as we can get. Obviously, the coronavirus, this global pandemic has thrown a wrench in everyone's plans, um, but it's also brought the community together in ways that we never thought were possible before. So we're working on how can we refocus the climate action plan as part of a a recovery tool and mechanism. So if anyone has ideas or wants to take part or wants to help, please um, go online, visit our website and sign up.
0: Laura, I really appreciate that. And I will put a link to your site in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. And like I said, I look forward to seeing your plan go into action.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please give us a rating and review at Apple Podcast. Bigger Than Us is a Nexus PMG production. And if you want to show your support and help us grow, please share with a friend or reach out to us on social media where you'll find us under our Nexus PMG handle.